Hey everyone, thanks for checking out our podcast. Our show is brought to you by Anchor. If you're wanting to kick off your own show like we have, Anchor is the best tool to use. It's a free service with great features like audio editing and even links in music from Spotify if you want it. Anchor gives analytics on your listeners and tracks all the data related to your show, and they use that to seek out sponsors for you. They distribute shows to any and all podcast platforms that you'd want, making it a hassle-free process. Hey everyone, thanks for checking out our podcast. Our show is brought to you by Anchor. If you're wanting to kick off your own show like we have, Anchor is the best tool to use. It's a free service with great features like audio editing and even links in music from Spotify if you want it. Anchor gives analytics on your listeners and tracks all the data related to your show, and they use that to seek out sponsors for you. They distribute shows to any and all podcast platforms that you'd want, making it a hassle-free process. To be honest, I haven't updated a lot of my cheers and stuff from last week but so we're good figure figure we can kind of touch on them quick but then we can hop into the meat meat of what we want to talk about yeah i i we can make this a whole sci-hawk episode don't bother. but uh yeah. i had a few points but it's been it's been a while so it's not a big deal but anyways welcome to cheers and booze podcast uh, i'm here I'm still alive i had covid last week so that's why you guys didn't get an episode last week but i'm here now and we're good, and I'm here with Sean, and it's it's a it's hate week, Cyhawk <laughs> week. It is hate week. We're excited for our Cyhawk episode, but before we get into like the meaty, gritty stuff, I think we should still lead off with our three cheers and three booze. So I'll let Sean open her up with the cheers. All right. Yes, I uh, was just telling Zane before we were getting going here that I haven't really updated them since last week, but they're still mostly relevant. Um, my first cheers is that, and maybe this is sort of sad and not great, but baseball teams are officially being eliminated from the playoffs, so it means we're that close yes. to baseball playoff time. Yes, and the Mets are somehow rallying to give me false hope. It's great. God uh, damn. I don't know if that's a cheer or a boo for me, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it, it depends. It depends on who you're cheering for, more or less. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. But playoff baseball is upon us, and if you're a baseball fan, Playoff baseball is fantastic. So either way, no matter what, I'm used to not seeing the Mets in the postseason anyway, so it doesn't make any difference. <laughs> but since you used a baseball cheer, I actually also had a baseball cheer. Miguel Cabrera, uh, Cabrera he had his, what, five, or was it 300th home run or something like that? 500th home run, yeah. 500. That's a lot of home runs. <laughs> that's a shit yeah, and like him and Albert Pujols right are they like still active too like he's had a long ass yeah. career yeah there's a handful of guys that um, when they roll out like after he hit it that they roll out the stats for of just like cause he is also he's like a 313 career hitter yeah. and like yeah. some of that stuff combined is just like he's one of like four players ever to have those kind of stats like company yeah, I was like Hank Aaron Lou Gehrig him that's insane company yeah. if you're trying to make a hall of fame ballot for yourself you got one <laughs> like you bet over I, it's such a sleeper yeah never we're never talking about this guy and I love Miguel Cabrera love him love him him and, like I love him I mean, they're all just dogs That's my yeah, first. he's one of those dudes that he was on. He was on those early, late '90s, early 2000s Marlins teams and raking yeah. it as a 19-year-old, and then just went to Detroit and was on. And the Detroit Tigers were a really good baseball team for a good chunk of time. They were. Um, and then forget. you know, life catches up to you into the AL Central. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, Sean's like it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> the AL Central 
control is just a, a nasty cycle of people being good and then being the worst team in baseball. So uh, I feel the pain, but I also respect it. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess my second cheers is now I got to change my phrasing a little bit, but now we're we're through week one of college football. Official week one crushed it. Yes. I don't know about crushed it, but we threw it. Um, and it was exciting. It was great to see fans back in stadiums. It was great to see Virginia Tech roll out to enter Sandman on, what was that, Thursday night. You know, you get you get those things back, and it's so cool to see. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not even going to lie, bro. Expect, my expectations for our opening weekend was exceeded. Holy shit. <laughs> this is what I just now realized, though. Props to Kirk Ferentz's recruiting class because these guys are young. Like, these guys, like Riley Moss was an Ankeny Centennial, like, what, six months ago or a year ago yeah, or whatever yeah. it was? Like, are you kidding me? Like, these guys are super <clears throat> put it on them for the uh, – we got the number one offensive lineman recruit and the number one safety recruit from Southeast Polk. Was there last weekend at Kinnick, so yeah, that yeah. was awesome to put up 34 and a lot of help from our defense. Our offense was super stagnant. We'll get into that when we get into the media. <laughs> God damn! But yeah, I would have to agree. I think college football. I watched every game on Saturday that I could. And I'm not, you know what I mean. I'm an LSU fan. I'm a, I'm a Hawks fan in state, but I watched every game. Every every yeah. game. I watched the A&M game. I was watching the Ole Miss Louisville game right before we got on the pod. Yep. Well, I've been watching college football and consuming as much as I can. So that's an absolute great cheer. Because I'm ready for the NFL, but college football is just different. The traditions, the, the yeah, students, man. the fans, everything. I love college football, bro. I'm so excited for fucking college game day. So excited. But again, we'll get into that. Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what. But my second cheer is uh, Mark Vital. If you remember him, he was the Baylor forward that won the natty he just got signed to the uh seahawks tight end so oh, yeah. yeah he won a natty a few months ago and then he was playing summer league um he's playing summer league basketball and then he he got signed <laughs> to so he, he's going the football route last time he played football was middle school <laughs> and he just got signed an nfl roster so sean never give up on, sean never give up on your dreams <laughs> i mean you got to give it up. It is Michael Jacobson that played basketball at Iowa State was signed in this summer as a tight end for the Seahawks. Like, yep. apparently, if if you're an athlete, you can go out there and and give her a go. Um, was it a few years ago, the Super Bowl year? Seattle signed that dude from Foot Locker. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you're in need of a job and you're a really good athlete. Seattle's hiring. Yeah. It's, That's my uh, Pete Carroll will give you a chance. <laughs> Pete Carroll will give you a Rolex and an Escalade when it's not when it's not necessary. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna change my third cheer here just because this is like I said, I didn't update them since last week, but this one's too good to not for anybody, I'm assuming people sitting watch the Notre Dame Florida State game uh, Mackenzie Milton being back on a football field yes was one of the coolest things to see that's a dude who was expected to lose his leg maybe never should have walked again certainly shouldn't have ever played football again and then he almost leads an improbable comeback for Florida State to win uh him. Uh, I do want to at least mention just because I want to I want to poke you in the ribs a bit on this one. My original third cheer was I loved Javi Baez and Francisco Lord Lindor giving thumbs downs to the crowd. Because uh, I, I think that shit rules. OK, I I agree. I'm, I'm a, I was not one of those people on the map. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'm over here on Twitter trashing you guys like six days out of the week. You can give me a thumbs down. I get it. <laughs> but 
I'm I'm also in agreement of your your change of a cheer. That was a shootout. <laughs> that Florida State and Notre Dame game was a shootout. Like yeah. that that safety for Notre Dame, I can't think of his name. Monster. <laughs> He's yeah. a monster. Dude, that, just killing. That pick he had across the field, he sprinted 20 yards out and got the toe tap. I was like, yeah, this kid's good. We're going to see him in the draft. Yeah. But uh, my third cheer, uh, just a little bias here, is the Iowa Barnstormers. We made the postseason. Again, didn't update this, but I have been out of work. So uh, going to give my third cheer, the Iowa Barnstormers. Made the postseason, lost a nail-biter to Duke City. I mean, an absolute fucking nail-biter. Um, but it was it was a good game, a lot of fun, and I had a great season. So. That's my third year to the Iowa Bar Summers. Yeah. I think that wraps up our cheers. Yeah, and that's a good one. It was, I, I have definitely started following them closer since we've been doing this, and it was, I was pulling for them and seeing that they that they dropped that sucks, but that's yeah. a hell of a season though. That's a good run. Hey, Duke City just about beat Arizona, number one team in the league. So I mean, Duke City was tough. A lot of fun. There's actually a Simpson guy signed to Duke City, uh, Brendan Holmes. If you remember Brendan Holmes, though, yeah, uh, he's actually signed out in Duke City, so he's playing in Albuquerque. So a part of me also, after they beat us, I was pulling for Duke City just for that little hometown kind of like, right. ooh rah, we party together. <laughs> let, let's let's go, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, yeah. So if you want to, I can pop in. Instead of the booze, 100%. I love the booze. This is my favorite question. You want to kick off the booze? Yeah, my first booze, it's controversial, but my first booze is uh, Cole Beasley. Hey, how's that non-vax working out, big dog? <laughs> still got quarantine. Yeah. Still got quarantine, bro. You yeah. could save yourself the headache. You're getting a boo. Like, you can be all for the non-vax. I'm giving you a boo simply because you still ended up in the same boat you would have been. Without it, might as well just got the goddamn vaccine. And that, and especially with that dude, he doesn't even know how to shut up Uh -uh. to a fault because it is he gets into this. Oh, so I'm wearing a mask, so the masks don't even help. It doesn't matter. And just no, it doesn't matter because you don't have a vaccine. You're just, just get the shot, dude. Just get the shot. Like at this point, if like you put your, you always put your beliefs aside when it comes to a team oriented sport. You got all your teammates doing it so you guys can play football. So just goddamn get the shot just so you can play football so you can make an income. Otherwise, you're sitting around doing nothing. So you so might that you can play on Sundays for a chance to win a fucking Super Bowl. God, like I feel like the Super Bowl to me is worth more than getting a shot in the arm for two goddamn seconds. He's probably like a conspiracy. He's probably one of them conspiracy theorists where he's like, no, nope, oh, yeah, government's tracking me. Well, newsflash, big dog. If you got Facebook, they're already on your ass. We talked yeah. about this I, episode. Ago. I bet Cole Beasley has some wild fucking thoughts about how important he no. thinks he is. He's crawled out of a bunker. <laughs> this is the off season. He spends it in a bunker in Buffalo. <laughs> uh, What's your first? My, first? my first boo is Bishop Sycamore High School football. Oh, I love this. I give it a cheer. Because every time something new comes out, you just wonder how the fuck are we allowing this to happen? What is ha- why? What it's ESPN let this team that played on Friday play the number one high school football team on Sunday, <laughs> and their team was actually made up of like nineteen and twenty year old JUCO dropouts. I love it. And then this last week after all that happened, their head coach gets fired when there's actually nobody above the head coach except apparently the offensive line coach. He's the one that fired it. Like, none of it makes sense. And then just over the last week, we found out, like, there's apparently even, like, D3-level college schools that do this sort of shit. Like... So everybody's just hustling for money. So if you guys see Cheers and Booze University running a high or a college team soon, <laughs> we're running a grift. We're stealing your money, but you'll get to play football and get demolished. Maybe on national TV, it'll be fun for everybody. I love it. I think I I thought the whole thing. I was like, 
Somebody's fucking with me. <laughs> no way this shit happened. Who the fuck allowed this? To, who governs this? And then I was like, right. I see it on ESPN. I was like, okay, all sins are forgiven. Fuck ESPN. Like, we made them look like absolute douchebags. I was like, I love it. They can put it on TV, Sean. I could not fucking believe it. That all yeah, came out. And I was like, wow. You all got totally played by this high school team. I fucking love it. I love the memes that were like, why the fuck is my 30-year-old father signing up to play football for Bishop Sycamore? <laughs> right. You see some of the, even some of the, like, screen caps of the dudes that were playing in that game. And just, how do you not know that dude's 24 years old? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, there's a few of them. I was like, what the fuck? These guys don't even get ID'd anymore at the bar. Yeah, he had to take the night shift off at the fucking gas station to come fucking do this. What are you doing? Uh, bro, I can't believe it. Imagine imagine being the athlete on the other side of the ball where he's like, I think I just got tackled by a 27-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm almost certain. This guy already said he had his degree. <laughs> what the fuck? That's kind of how I feel about Brock Purdy. I feel like he's been at Iowa State for nine years. So. All it- You say that now. He'll just be lighting it up for the Tennessee Titans next year. <laughs> That'd be all right. Uh, yeah, man. I don't. I don't know how the fuck. Just imagine being a dude that that even like if you're gonna put that effort in, just start a community adult football league. Like what? It just <laughs> you're gonna travel the country to try and make a because like I. I don't know if you saw it or if anybody listened, uh, read it. Like the website, awful announcing really got into it, found people, found parents of some of the kids that played because they do have like four actual high school kids on the team that are supposed to be top recruits that get tricked into this whole fucking thing. And the dude was like, he's like, yeah, we went to, uh, my kid was supposed to be the starting quarterback this year. Um, but last spring we went to a camp and uh, when we left the hotel called me and said, I was the only person who had a credit card on file. So I had to pay for all 25 rooms for coaches and kids. And then this dude let it happen like four more times before going, Oh, there's a problem here. Like, <laughs> And it's just like they're using your credit card, big dog. Yeah, man, they're just stealing money. They're just stealing money nonstop. <laughs> so anyway, don't go to fake high schools to play football. That's hey. Now I believe that Justin Long was on to something in 2007. <laughs> South Harmon Institute of Technology. Oh, really? Dude, that I, is. I'm enrolling. I'm gonna enroll. Just I, I, predicting I... the future. <laughs> Some Matt Gronin type shit. So, so my third boo, because I gotta, I gotta say this, brother. My third boo is the lady from the bar. Okay, the lady from the bar. <laughs> listen, I don't know if you're ever gonna listen to this ever, but you're my fucking third and final boo for Christ's sakes. So she, so this chick. So just to give everybody a background. Story. So me and my buddies, we go down to Mojo's in a bar in Indianola. I've been going there since I was 21 the first time. And <laughs> so all my college buddies, we go into Mojo's. We're hanging out, and these these older ladies, these these older women, they start to come up and hit on my buddies. And like my buddies were for it, but not for it because they're old ladies, and we didn't know what to do <laughs> because we've never had old ladies come hit on us. So. It, <laughs> So, so we leave the bar and we're leaving. So we're going out to our buddy's car. We're all standing around talking in the parking lot. You know how bullshitters do. And these old ladies came back. And I'm not going to lie. I was a little intimidated because these old ladies were yelling and screaming because they they hadn't had a night out in years. And the lady, like, she's talking to us one second. And then Sean, this Sean, as in the podcast, cheers and booze Sean, because <laughs> Sean is also at the bar. And he comes out, and this lady's all of a sudden kicking the car next to me, and it's Sean's car. And I was like, hey, lady, what are you doing? I asked her like three times, like, what are you, why, why are you doing that? Why are you kicking the car? And she just kept kicking the car, and then Sean's like, why are you kicking the car? And she was so drunk. 
so fucking drunk, has zero recollection of any of it, any of it. She just walks away, does her little thing. She's still screaming, yelling. But she's got to get my third boo because she put me in such a weird spot. I was like, Sean, I don't, I don't know this lady. It may look like <laughs> this lady, but I have no idea who the fuck this lady is. It, it was weird. Like, it became very apparent that, like, you guys were not, you know, <laughs> out together she wasn't with the group but yeah i'm just just walking up and just a night what, what are you what are you doing why are you kicking the shit out of my car and so, oh this is your car and it's like yeah so <laughs> please stop kicking it i don't know you get the fuck away from my car <laughs> hopefully sean doesn't have any iowa state bumper stickers or nothing because i can't i can't fend for all <laughs> this weekend in ames that's no, there's there's nothing on mine. It's... <laughs> I guess that was only my second boo. I think we have a third. We have one more left. I think. Before. Yeah, we have the one twi- more. The twisted um, trying to get a sponsorship, Sean. So I decided to get buzzed on twisted this evening. So ooh, you're welcome. That's not a bad choice. <laughs> so um, I, that was two or three. I I had a good handful of white claws. So if white claw, if you're listening, please call immediately i could really use it he could really use the free white claw um my second one is and i'm just gonna make this quick stop paying or even watching jake paul fights please (laughs) wait does, does that mean you're crediting him as a boxer no i'm not and that's why we have to quit giving this guy a goddamn platform because it's just embarrassing it's awful everything sucks Listen, I, I have to weigh in on this just very briefly. I didn't believe it was rigged, okay? I, I hate the Paul brothers just as much as the next guy. But I do give them credit for being hated and making money. That's pretty impressive. No such thing as bad publicity, I guess. Right. Play the think, grift. Right. But fuck, we have to stop this grift. Guys, guys we got to stop giving the money. Okay? I'm with him on that, 100%. I didn't think it was staged. Until Tyron Woodley knocked Jake Paul's head off his shoulders into the ropes and then didn't hit him again. I was like, no. Yeah, he was three quarters out of the fucking ring and he just went, no, we're good. <laughs> we'll hit call him. It no, 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 no. This is staged because I've watched Tyron Woodley in the UFC capture a belt where he knocked people's heads off their shoulders. Tyron Woodley does not just stop hitting someone in the face, especially no. if then I knew. Then I knew. I was like, okay. Something's fishy in the water. Guy, stop spending your money. It's it's okay. It's like predicting the outcome of a WWE match at this point. We right. really don't fucking know. Okay, we really right. don't fucking know anymore. I None used- of it's sanctioned, so he doesn't actually get wins or anything. It's just right. oh, it went to a draw, and boy, he looked good against somebody who trained for twenty years to fight, and just yeah, because yeah. he's basically paying them off to not fight him. It's, like, it's it's backyard it's backyard boxing on TV and we need to stop endorsing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just... I'm in agreement with that one. I'm I'm in agreement with that one. However, I do sometimes I I use my free bet, Sean. You be proud of me. Okay, I figured if there was money to be made, might as well fucking make my free bet on Woodley. That's, that's true. Okay, it was a free bet for that fight, so I was like, fuck it, let's put it on Woodley. <coughs> Why the fuck not? And then I knew when I didn't make any money and Willie didn't knock his head off his shoulders that it was fixed. <laughs> That's how we've come to this conclusion. My third boo, my final boo, is uh, Jaleel Tucker's father. Right. No, <laughs> oh, go ahead. I, you were cutting out. No, no, no. You're good. Okay, okay. My you're third good. I was just going to say uh, it's if he throws that – if he throws that punch where he does rock him, like – a quarter of an inch in a separate direction. Yeah, he just uh, he wins by knockout, and we don't ever have to deal with fucking Jake Paul ever again. Facts, facts, and then there's no money to be made for anybody, so therefore they couldn't they couldn't let that happen. Right. So I uh, I got I gotta put out my third and final boot here. And it's got to be Jaleel Tucker's father. Jaleel Tucker is like the top recruit, I think, came out of high school for QB or something like that. And he's, he, he, was, he was committing to Oregon. 
and he didn't wasn't gonna put the hat on or nothing right well they were interviewing the parents right before his announcement they interviewed jaleel tucker's father and he's like yeah i think he's gonna do a great job at oregon and then he like stops and then everyone's like good fucking job good thing this isn't on national television or anything (laughs) tucker realizes he's going oregon (laughs) so it was like No, it was so cringe. I got secondhand cringe from watching it. I was like, wow, that's brutal. That's on national television, buddy. Yeah, Yeah, that's rough. I yeah, you don't want you don't want those moments to be captured by cameras that can play it forever. (laughs) It's just yeah that's brutal that's that's about as brutal as the cameras that caught mark sanchez's butt fumble yeah. <laughs> yeah. god damn it mark golly <laughs> uh my third and final boo was i thought of something to replace it and then i didn't write it down but i did have a third one written down and it's just I know they won last week. They even covered the spread. But you played Fordham. My third boo is just Nebraska football. <laughs> Why stop bench Adrian Martinez? Put anybody else out there. For this isn't it, sake. guys. He's on his eighth year and nothing has changed. Yeah, what are we doing? What in the world are we doing? Because, yikes, you got ran off a field by Illinois, which, I don't know, maybe Brett Brett Bielema is a perfect Big Ten coach. I get it. But it's his first year at a dog shit Illinois team, and he just made you look bad. In week zero. I think what disgusts me more than that is the fact that Illinois and Iowa are are one another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what the fuck? Like our are the big okay. I will never go on record saying the Big Ten West is superb. By no means. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> but the fact that Illinois is one and oh just means Nebraska is absolute dog shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's you can get hell bent on your fifty-two to seven victory over Fordham. That's fantastic. I didn't even know Fordham fucking existed until this last weekend. Okay, so that's great. <laughs> I had convinced played. everybody I knew Saturday morning, looking at because the spread on DraftKings was forty-one and a half points, Nebraska, oh. and I go, you think Nebraska's gonna win a football game by six touchdowns? I don't give a shit who they're playing. <laughs> I don't believe it. And even through the first half, it, they had given up like 10 points or something yeah, and not scored much. It looked like shit. Like they basically capitalized late and they did cover and they cost me and some of my friends money. Sorry to those that I cost money. But six goddamn touchdowns <laughs> from Nebraska, that alone is preposterous. I Scott Frost has got to go. For starters, <laughs> that's that shit. Yeah, and there's there's so many people that are even just like, yeah, he deserves another year anyway, even with COVID year and everything. Like, he just hasn't been there long enough. Uh, he deserves at least another year. No, he's got to go. Yeah. He's never made a bowl. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty atrocious out there. Okay, you can usually like, I I get it. I get trying to wait it out, but the longer you wait it out, the more recruits are gonna be like, ah. I don't think I want to go to Nebraska and yeah. get my ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not building the brand. It's no. There's definitely not no Husker football of the old, that's for sure. Because that's just what Husker <laughs> live on. They fucking live on that shit. Like They're like, Scott Frost is going to get us there. Well, he's not. He's played this Martinez dude for nine seasons, it feels right. like. And nothing's happened. Scott Frost has got to go. Or you're going to keep getting quarterbacks of the caliber of Martinez. Okay. Like it's not. This, is, this is what you get. Whether it's Taylor Martinez or Adrian Martinez or whatever next Martinez, stop recruiting quarterbacks named Martinez because it doesn't work in Nebraska. It's not working in Nebraska at all. And they have one of the nicest stadiums, too. 
I'm not even gonna lie. Was it Lincoln Memorial? Right. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Is yeah. that Memorial Stadium? It's it's fantastic. It is one of the places that I would recommend everybody goes to a game to because it is even when Nebraska sucks or right. is mediocre, they show up. It's full. The people are super fucking nice. <laughs> uh, go to a game. The team sucks. Um, they're <laughs> And so mostly everybody listening, like if your team is traveling in there, you're probably going to win. So, yeah, go watch your team win in Memorial Stadium. Honestly, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful win. Honestly, Nebraska fans are super nice because they know they suck. OK, my right. aunt, Nebraska fan, and she tries to talk shit. I don't even indulge it anymore. I'm like, why? Why <laughs> do, you, do you want me to call you? Right. After- game like are you asking for me to call you because you should stop you should stop rubbing it in there's nothing to rub in anymore it's the ship sailed scott frost has sunk the ship it is time yeah. to sail. it's it's juicy but right, college football i love it and that's what see that's one thing uh, before well, i've got a pro got a pro before we get to all of the cyhawk business but one thing that iowa state fans and hawks fans all bond over is our hatred for Nebraska. Yeah. So if you're a Nebraska fan and you listen to this podcast, you get no sympathy from either of us. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're if you're a Nebraska <laughs> fan that that listens because you know me, you already know that. I don't give a shit about your school. Your school sucks. Uh <laughs> just just move along. It's you bring nothing to the table anymore. It's your program's dead. Big 12 or Big 10 does not matter. <clears throat> you couldn't compete in either one. It's over. It's it's time to move on. Maybe the pack, maybe, maybe. And I'm almost certain you and I could beat Nebraska. I'm almost certain of that. Okay, I see a lot of I see a lot of okay, a lot of people on Twitter cuz now I'm on I'm on Cyclone Twitter for all my Hawks listeners. I've intru- I've I've infiltrated their side, okay? So, but I've seen all the tweets talking about how you guys didn't perform great. It was kind of an it was kind of an ugly win, but at the same time, gives you and I some credit. That that Will McKelvin kid is actually really fucking good. Uh, I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he graduated from Lincoln. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he graduated from Lincoln. I know yes. he's from Des Moines, and he's got like all of their quarterback records. So it's not like you were competing against some bum quarterback. You were competing against one of the FCS's best quarterback. I'm not gonna lie, he's he's a stud. He's really good. <clears throat> no, and two years ago he gave Iowa State, he tore Iowa State a fucking new one. Yeah. Uh, he was just fucking on. He's a good goddamn player. He's. It is. Yeah. It is. I don't know. Maybe another. Uh, just kind of it was a stale game it was a stale boring game they played boring football um they went out there you know just they played 60 minutes of football didn't make mistakes didn't really be aggressive didn't really do anything when you're playing you and i you're playing an fcs team that i made plenty of money on betting you and i plus 30 so thank you iowa state for that <laughs> same uh, but yeah whoop, whoop, 29 and a half Let's there's go. yeah yeah uh, there's so little to be said about that game um i could sit here if we really wanted to i could have tiny gripes for the next half hour but it's just it's not worth it anymore it's you gotta look forward is onward man it's you got out with a win. That's what matters. One and oh. Hey, yeah, exactly. You've moved past it. And again, on top of that, is you didn't perform great, but at the same time, you didn't use Brock Purdy to his fullest caliber either. So it, you still got a lot left on the table that you didn't expose. Right. You can look at that as a bright side. Iowa, for the just to recap on this weekend, we absolutely crushed Indiana. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, I knew Indiana was going to be, I thought they were going to be a little tougher. I had to be honest, and our best player was definitely the Phoenix kid, the quarterback for Indiana. Thank you for a shitload of interceptions. Yeah. 
The first interception, though, homeboy, was not your fault. Your receiver probably should have caught that one. So the first pick six was not his fault. Hit receiver square in the hands. <laughs> the next three, right. the next three, though, big dog, I can't give you those. Okay. <laughs> like, I, that's, that's not going to happen. I was I was more impressed about our defense. Our defense our defense kicked Indiana's ass. Uh, shout out to Indiana's defense. I'm not gonna lie because our offense didn't do anything other than Petrus running the ball, the like the first touchdown and obviously the 59 yard run from Tyre Goodson. Obviously right. one of the big top running backs. That shouldn't be a surprise to Iowa fans. You know he's gonna rip off one against these lower tier Big Ten teams. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, he's gonna get his. But overall, our offense was super stagnant as well. We have nothing to – we shouldn't be proud of how our offense played any more than Iowa State fans should be proud of theirs. We got the win, sure. Right. But our defense – because really that's like a 17 – that's a 17 to 8 ball game because our offense only scored twice. Our defense yeah. – we got some field goals in there. I think we got like two or three field goals in there, so I guess. But really, honestly, our defense saved our ass. So we made big yeah, plays as well. Is. Indiana is going to risk those throws where you and I is definitely not going to. They're, they're I feel like they're right. more coached. So, so I guess yeah, and just even on the on the Iowa game, like it is, and it's not to take anything away from Iowa. Um, it was that long run by Goodson. That touchdown is. I don't know what the fuck Indiana was doing on defense where they had only like one dude on that side of the ball and he just immediately ran into the middle of the line. And so Goodson could just bounce it and run down the sideline. Like that's just, that's taking advantage of a mistake by your defense. And that's what Iowa does. If you make a mistake, they will make you pay. They eat you alive for it every fucking time. And And it's the most frustrating shit on the planet. (laughs) And uh, on top, everyone wanted to like, come in on Twitter and was comments on some of my threads saying that Petrus had Petrus was monuments better than he was last season. I was like, okay, so he went from like tier F to like tier D minus. Like the yeah. like he did not have a good game. He was under 50% throwing the ball. I'm almost certain of that. He was bailed out. Yeah, Petrus he was. was bailed out by an offensive line that that could be like four all Americans. If you want to be right. a cell offensive lineman you go to you. You go to the University of Iowa. Like that's a fact. I mean, that's that's proven even in the NFL statistics. Marshall Yonda is a monster. But then on top of that, is he gets bailed out by one of the Big Ten's top running backs in Tyre Goodson. Petrus did not have a good game. Petrus did no. not have an. He had that one run. So you want to give him a little credit? Sure. Right. It was quarterback draw play. When the fuck is Kirk? <clears throat> Last time I seen a quarterback draw play from Kirk France was C.J. Beathard was our yeah. quarterback. So right. the Indiana definitely didn't expect Petrus to run a quarterback draw. So yeah. I like, I give him credit for it, but again, it's not like Indiana was planning for Petrus to run 16 yards up the middle of the field. Right. Well, and he's he's a dude that is he's very clearly from the Nate Stanley school of quarterbacks. Yeah, for- um, he's not afraid to, to throw it deep every now and then, but it is. If, if and when he does, it's seven yards over his fucking head. Like, right. he's not hitting a dude. Uh, you know, every now and then you might get one to drop, but usually they're not even close, man. It's just... That's my boy. Fear. That's my fear against going transitioning to our Cyhawk conversation. That's my fear for this weekend. My fear is in our defense. You, know, can, you guys are going to have a Heisman, Heisman Trophy candidate in Brees Hall, and you're going to have Brock Purdy. Yeah, I, we already yeah. understand this. However, our secondary played out of their minds last weekend. It was, like a, it was insane. So we're going to force Brock Purdy to throw the ball, which is kind of nice. But our offense, it needs to, Petrus is going to need to step up. And going to Jack Trice, college game day, we should have gave Deuce Hogan snaps, okay, just in case Petrus shits himself, because this is gonna be a <laughs> this is gonna be a yeah, big. I mean, and it is. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be Cyhawk, the first Cyhawk in the state of Iowa in two years since game day was last year. Like that place is gonna be nuts. Um, yeah. Uh, that's what I told some friends earlier today. I go, 
here's the deal. I go one way or the other. If it's if you don't get the ball first, you get a stop. You shut down Iowa. You go down and you score a touchdown because you get that seven point lead. Regardless, no matter what you do, you get that seven point lead and you try and force Iowa to make Spencer Petras beat you. Yeah. Because if because if Iowa if Iowa can even keep a game tied and just run the ball to control the tempo. They're gonna destroy you. That's what Iowa football is. That's what oh, Iowa does. Methodical. Yeah, it's, it's piece piece by piece. Right. We're not gonna we're not gonna bury you on this play. We're gonna bury you on the next twelve. Yeah. And it's just, and it it just sucks because it is. I'd as a Cyclone fan, I've watched this twenty <laughs> fucking times. The first game of the season, you lose to North Dakota State or you lose to Northern Iowa or you barely scrape by with a win and then you face a top 15 Iowa and you just take it to them and you just go, where the fuck was that last week? You know? Right. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Uh, as I told some friends, like, I'm comfortable. I was uncomfortable as fuck on Saturday towards the end of that game. Right. But I'm comfortable now with the way it went like i said you get out of there with a win as the week goes on i'm gonna get hyped up by the end of the week i'll might do something stupid take like iowa state by eight or some shit like that and just be like i don't see how it doesn't happen man right get so get so cyhawk get so cyhawk rivalry man I, to give some Iowa State fans some reassurance, it did look intimidating. I'm not going to lie. On paper, 34-8, to eight, and you're going to play them next week. It looks intimidating as hell. Defense played fantastic, but our offense was just as stagnant and just as boring as your guys' offense. Right. It's a little more exciting of a game. It gets a little more hype when the defense obviously scores two touchdowns, especially if they're from the same fucking dude. Like, right. they're absolutely fucking hyped for that, and it's going to look <clears throat> intimidating. But I assure you, the best reassurance I can give you is Petrus is going to take the snaps. And I, it makes me nervous because it, it, if you're watching the Cyhawk game this weekend, it hopes for an absolute 50 to 42 ball game. You're watching, you're not watching the right game. No Cyhawk game is going to be a shootout. It's going to be a straight defensive minded chess game. No team knows either team more than each other. Like Iowa has been playing Iowa State since the dawn of time and vice versa. It's going to be methodical. Iowa State's going to, Iowa State's going to be a little more exciting to watch because they're going to throw the ball probably a little more than Iowa will because Iowa is just Big Ten. We run the ball down your throat. Like right. you got to stop us if you don't. We'll run the ball on fucking third down, believe me. Okay, yeah. guaranteed. Iowa State's probably not going to Third and eight, no problem. Period. Third and eight, I formation. You bet your ass. <laughs> However, I, I'm I'm more excited to see the tight end matchup. I'm excited to see Sam Laporta go against Charlie, what, Kohler? Kolar? Yeah. Did I say the name right? That's going to be yeah, exciting. Charlie Kohler. I think they're going to be used a lot because you're going to have a similar kind of style. You're going to see a lot of play action. Because Brees Hall and Tyre Goodson are both respected by both defense, like defenses. So you're going to yeah. see a lot of reaction. I'm excited to see which tight end. Because I think if you control the tight end in the middle of the field, you open it a lot for the receivers. Because honestly, you're, I, I'm going to say on both, on both ends, Iowa and Iowa State, the tight ends are probably the best receivers. Sam Laporta and Kalar yeah. are probably the best receivers on each offense. So I'm excited yeah. to see them kind of go at it. Well, and that's where, like, so – Charlie Kohler didn't play last week. He was suited up, but he didn't play. And I think that – I know that took a chunk out of the offense. Brock Purdy loves him. He knows he's the target. Um, Chase Allen, who's the number two tight end, he had two targets all day. Right. Um, and there were a couple times, you know, close to a, close to the goal line where they said that even when they kicked that field goal to go up 16 to 10. They were on, like, the three-yard line. Like, if Charlie Kohler's in that game, they go for it on fourth down. Yep, 150% uh, agree. Agree, agree, agree. He's getting more so that's, that's for sure. Yeah. So, that's going to be – I think that's going to be huge for that offense. Um, and I do agree with you. It is how they match up on – Iowa State has – Maybe the best linebacker core they've ever had uh, in Iowa always has a solid one, too. So, like, it's who can get those opportunities, who gets those moments that 
you can make the most of those tight ends getting open. Um, Iowa State, you know, has some good receivers. Like Xavier Hutchison was the Big 12 newcomer of the year last year, but there were a couple of games last year that he dropped like five straight balls. That's the same Uh, with Tyrone Tracy. I feel the exact same. And you don't have – and like Tyreek Milton's back, but this is the first time Tyreek Milton's been fully healthy in like two years. So like nobody really knows what that expectation and what you're getting out of that is. Um, So it is – it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be fun because – and we'll find out. Uh, you know, we're recording this on Monday. By the time I get this out, the AP poll will be out. But I'm sure we're looking at like a number 11 versus number 13 matchup Yeah. in this game. And just it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be one of the most incredible college football atmospheres probably of the year. Okay. Um, and it's. I mean, it's exciting. It's scary as fuck because it is, it's not make or break on your season, but it is, you want to have that fucking win, man. It's... I see that. And that, as an Iowa fan, I see a lot of bitter Iowa fans that college gaming doesn't come to Iowa City. Why are you bitter? You're, I don't give a fuck if I got to drive an extra hour and a half to Ames to be on national. Right. Television. This is a national televised game. You should be excited that your yeah. team is a part of it. I don't give a fuck if they pitch a tent in Iowa City or Ames. We're going to be on national television. Iowa doesn't right. – if you're an Iowa or Iowa State fan, you don't get this kind of – like you don't get this kind of TV time. You don't get this kind of right. national hype. That's why it's so exciting to be doing this episode. That's why I'm so excited they announced they're going to come back to Ames. I was the complete opposite. I hope to God Jack Trice is as full as it can possibly be just yeah. just because that's so much fun. There's The atmosphere is right. so – Win or lose, I can take 40,000, actually more than that, 65, 70,000 yeah. fans chirping at me if they win because I had, like, I was tailgating. I, I got to watch Iowa on national television. My uncle, who lives in Tennessee, doesn't have to fucking pay for another month of Big Ten Network. He can fucking. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, that's fucking awesome. That's lit. So I'm super excited for the game. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I think this is the best. And the reason why I'm so hyped about it is because this was this was supposed to be last year's game. You know what I mean? This was supposed right. this was supposed to take right. like last year. So the excitement, because <clears throat> I knew Iowa State last year, I said Iowa State's gonna be fucking tough because they have all these guys that have been with this program for four five years. They're veterans. We're kind of young. Where it's kind of flipped. Where I was right. been kind of the veterans in the series versus the young guns like Brock Purdy and stuff like that. It's flipped now. Now Brock Purdy's gotten a few losses under his belt to Iowa City. No offense, but he's got a few losses, bro. And how he's the veteran, bro. He's hungry. These guys are hungry. I think it's super exciting because it's like now it's going to be a testament to Kirk Ferentz because now how how well have you coached these young guys to how important this game is? I bet you they woke up on Sunday with a text from Kirk Ferentz like, yeah. Boys better get fucking strapped in. Indiana wasn't nothing. I will will attest to that. Indiana first week is nothing compared to Iowa State in the second week, and I'm hyped. You got got tanks rolling up to the gate. There's just, are you going to be able to fight it off? And it's, it is, it's going to be fun. And I know it just a little bit, there's these people who, and God bless you. I'm not trying to talk down on anybody or their fandom or stuff like that. There were some people that were, you know, just, oh, I don't like referring to it as hate week because there's just, there's no place for hate. And it's just like, all right, we're getting a little soft on that. But <laughs> even the people that dive into, there's a handful of people and some of them I've interacted with. If you're listening, you know who you are that talk about, how we just need to get rid of the Cyhawk matchup because it doesn't mean anything. It's bad for both teams. And it's just like, it's not, it's great for the state. It's huge for the state. Everybody in like one of the guys who argued with me a week or two ago about the Cyhawk game, his argument was that we need to get rid of it. And then he fired back with, well, all the fans go and have a good time and that's great, but it's never a blowout and it's always a competitive game. So like, what are we gaining? And I'm just like, 
you just made all the arguments of why we need to keep this game. Like, what are you doing? Like, do you think it's the same thing? And like, I've, I've piggybacked on some Iowa state friends that get into this fight every now and then it's just like, all right, let's say theoretically in two years, all this big 12 realignment and whatever the fuck it is happens and everything's dropped. Is Clemson coming to Iowa city? Yeah, Does no. Iowa City want those fucking problems? Is that what you want instead? Like, come on. Like, don't act like you're fucking world beaters and we're, we want to take on top 25. That was always the argument is we could schedule harder opponents. We can schedule top 25 power five now opponents. This- and now you've got one and they're just like, well, this just isn't worth it because now this is too tough of a non-conference schedule. I'm just, well, you, you can't play both sides of this coin, guys. No, like, this it's, is uh... This is the excitement I've been waiting for. If you're an Iowa fan, no offense to Iowa State at all, but there's there has been some deroutes, okay? There's been some absolute yeah. – what the fuck? Why are we playing Iowa State? Like, this wasn't competitive at all. Like Sean said, from the flip side of the coin on Iowa's side of things, I want this to be competitive. Iowa needs this shit. You right. know what I mean? Like, my fav- one of my favorite games of all time was Iowa against Michigan State to get in the college football playoffs. And we didn't come out on the win of that. Yeah. <laughs> like we came right. out, lost, but because of the atmosphere, I call it hate week from a completely different perspective. I call it hate week not because I hate Iowa State or hate the organization or hate their fans or nothing like that. I call it hate week because I hate losing to Iowa right. State, yeah. not because I hate their fans or I hate yeah. Jack Trice or no, I hate losing to them because guess who I run into more often than not. Iowa State fans. I don't run into Ohio State fans and fucking Illinois fans every day of the right. week. When was the last time you saw a Penn State fan? Right. <laughs> I run into more Iowa State fans, so it's more of a bragging rights game. So I I just hate the fact that I'm going to have to let them know they won the game. Like, I don't hate their organization. Right. I, and like that's what I was saying on Twitter. I got in a thread the same thing, man. This guy on Twitter was like, Iowa fans coming at Iowa State, like, with the whole realignment. We haven't talked a whole lot about it, but we've kind of touched on it. But with the whole realignment thing, I don't hope for the failure of Iowa State athletics and the Iowa State program at all. It's great for the state. It's great for fandom. You know what I mean? Like, these fans love their team. They got 47,000 season ticket holders, for God's sakes. Like, they're they're damn near selling out Jack Trice with season ticket holders. It's not even counting their fucking students, for Christ's sakes. Right. Uh, they near sold out a NFL stadium in Vegas. Swear <laughs> to God, like that's that's impressive. <laughs> Why would I ever want all them fans to not have a team to root for anymore? That's absolutely right. not the case. However, I'm gonna root for their demise when I'm playing them on Saturday. I'm not gonna be like, God, I hope the state pulls it out to make a good testament. <laughs> no, fuck that. You can right. use your testament week three. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna be your testament. Nah. But at the same token, same with Iowa City, you got to put yourself in a perspective. We're lucky that we're one of the oldest conferences in college football, it feels like. We still have the right. same playbook. So it's easy for us to be like, oh, well, we ain't got to worry about nothing. Well, we only got to worry about nothing because Ohio State hasn't talked about leaving. <laughs> okay? Right. Like, we're, we would be in just as much trouble if our heavy hitters left the Big Ten, too. You know, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. If they oh, left, yeah. we'd be in much trouble. So I'm not going to wish the demise on them because it could easily be us if they go for these power four. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That's where – yeah, it's where you sit of, you know, theoretically on stuff like that is – let's say the SEC is pushing for this crazy super 24-36 team conference, whatever the fuck they want to do. Let's say in like three years Kirk Ferentz retires. Yeah, Whoever well, takes over for him is not doing well in three years, two years later, three years later, SEC comes calling for Michigan and Ohio state. Like might be in the same boat guys. You're not the moneymaker. You're not, you're not as important as you think you are. And it's just, again, in no way, obviously now not wishing it on, on Iowa state, not would never wish it on, on Iowa because it does. It affects people's jobs and livelihoods and so many yeah. people's money in a, in our state. Uh, um, agree. 100, but yeah, there's boneheaded people that just want to go, oh yeah, you're going to be an FCS team. That's embarrassing. Ha <laughs> ha. And then they'll just move on. Yeah, but, like, I don't know what, and, and to the testament of you and I, I'm not hating on FCS by any means. 
but it is kind of a punch in the mouth if you go from FBS to FCS. Like that's that's the reality. Yeah. And we and nobody was hating on you and I after this last weekend's performance. Like there was a lot of like, well, how the fuck could you only beat you and I by six? You know this and that, this and that. But like you and I is a respectable team. Like right. I, I'm a Iowa fan, you can't go into this week thinking, well, they only beat Iowa State by or you and I by six. Right. You're right. That's true. But you know they're gonna play better come Saturday. Right. You don't give a fuck. You, you know that's not the team you're playing. No. And I'm going to be honest with you, no offense to you and I, but they're not going to give you the same amount of fucking respect as they're going to give Iowa. And, and honestly, even as no. a big, even as a Big Ten matchup in week one against Indiana, we're, believe me, the students are more excited for this Saturday than we were Indiana last Saturday. Okay, Like right. 150% way more excited. So there's more hype around this game. So it's no disrespect to – you and I, they got you by six. They moved on real quick, but that's because it's fucking hate week. Right. <laughs> if you're one of those people that's not hate week, that's fine. It's still hate week. I'm cheers and booze. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, it is It is absolutely hate week. But I'm always excited for this matchup on top of that because I feel like it's more of a battle against recruiting classes. I feel like it's a battle of the recruiters because it's like who sold Iowa best? You know what I mean? Who sold right. Iowa because to me, it's like we're we're both marketing the same damn shit. Here's a cornfield here. There's a strip club in Cedar Rapids. No, we don't have one here in Iowa City. <laughs> you know what I mean? The bar. Right. Yeah, because you're a starting offensive lineman for the team. It's fantastic. Iowa State, same goddamn thing. So to me, it's yeah. like we're getting the same kind of recruits. There's some gems here and there. You guys got Brees, obviously, Brock Purdy. I'm going to put those two. Listen, I yeah. love I'm going to put Brees Hall ahead of Goodson, okay? He's more of a complete back. I feel like <laughs> he's more of a, like, complete package running back. He's probably better. He right. has pass blocks like a fucking stud. People would be sleeping on Brees Hall, but he'll take a shot for Brock Purdy, no doubt about that. I'm excited to see offensive lines go at it, too, because I feel like this is one of Iowa State's best offensive lines I've mm-hmm. seen a while because my boy uh, Trevor uh, Trevor Downing is on the offensive line for Iowa State. He's from Crestwood. Yeah. So I'm I'm really hyped to see him in his first Cyhawk bow because he was hurt last year. So it's it's little things like yeah. that. Excited for the offensive line to get at it because Lindenbaum doesn't really get challenged against Indiana, Illinois, and he's an All American. It's right. it's it's non conference competition like Iowa State where he's gonna face a defensive tackle that's you know a decent defensive tackle in the nation. You know like you got yeah, like he's you got Will McDonald coming at him this week. Like that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, your guys' defense is one of the best defenses I've seen in a long time, too. So I, I'm excited to see these recruiting classes kind of pay off for both both sides. However, I would have liked to see Deuce Hogan get some more snaps because it's the same style <laughs> and error shit that Kirk Ferentz does. He sticks with one quarterback for his tenure, and then we put in a quarterback that hasn't taken any snaps in the last three. Right. Like, for God's sakes, last weekend he put, AJ, I think his name's A.J. Padilla, in at quarterback instead of Deuce Hogan. I was like, we spent so much time, so much Twitter effort in talking about Deuce Hogan, and we're not even putting him in on Saturday. Like, what the fuck? Just give him some time. Just give him a little bit of time. Yeah, man. That's I don't know. It is. It's tough. It is. Uh, I will say uh, – I kind of touched on it earlier i am betting the under and that is all i am betting in that football game because it's unpredictable it's it's always a dog fight it's it's exciting it's heartbreaking it's thrilling uh you want to vomit the entire time watching it because your stomach's just a knot um and it doesn't matter if it's and i can't quit it <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're 100 right. You're. It's like an addiction. If you're, it, it's this big of a game. Like people don't understand. If we have any out of state listeners, it's really that big of a game. Okay, it, it be it's our livelihoods at stake. Yeah, I go to work with Iowa. Connor Ferguson is going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> no, there's nothing more that I want him to say. Nothing on Monday after the game. Yeah. Okay. Because Connor, I know we're gonna team up next Monday. We're talking a bunch of shit to everybody. Sean, are you gonna be in Ames this weekend for College Ames? I I will not. I gotta I gotta work all weekend, so I'll be at Sports Page 
working away, saving up money because I will be in Vegas the next weekend for the UNLV game. So okay, okay, that's, that's Vegas is a is a worthy trade off. I see. <laughs> and by working, ladies and gentlemen, he's not gonna miss the Cyhawk game. Okay, I, I worked this sports page. Yeah. Sean's gonna be at the bar as much as possible watching that fight. Yeah, I will be doing Sean's as little work as possible. But Yeah, <laughs> no testament to his work ethic at all, but it's fucking Cyhawk weekend. Every worker there and every manager there is going to be huddled around the bar watching the game. That's a fucking guarantee. I'll, I'll pour some beers, I'll make some drinks, you know, <laughs> I'll sell a few appetizers, that's fine. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to be dialed into that fucking game. Uh, if you can't tell... We're excited, and this was our Cyhawk episode. And being from different fan bases, obviously there's going to be some controversy on Twitter between the two of us because we both are avid Twitters during the game, or average tweeters, I should say, during the game. So there's going to be a, hell yeah, Hawks touchdown. There's going to be a, great, we fucking let them score again. <laughs> yeah, there's, at some point you're going to go, fuck, out of me. And that's just. I'm excited, though. I'm excited. And I think I don't think I have anything more. I think we should just dedicate this episode to an hour of nothing but Cyhawk talk and Cyhawk excitement. And Sean, you yeah. got anything? Else? No, I think I'm I'm good on that. I did realize what my one other boo was, and this was I don't think I got to talk about it on the last episode. Um, <laughs> was I did I was booked and ready to go to savannah for the banana ball game but the city of savannah instituted an event ban basically i believe on covid restrictions so that game got canceled and i will not be going to savannah for a baseball game this fall but i'm gonna be there next summer no doubt about it and i can't wait that's a boo and a half because (laughs) Sean texted me, dude. Sean texted me the prices of his tick, like of the tickets for American Airlines. He was he was going, man. He was he was going, and I was like, I'm fucking excited for him because we had just talked about the Savannah Bananas and how hyped we were. But I'm also kind of excited you didn't get to go without me because now I'm gonna start being in plans for next summer. I gotta go with. Yeah, we can actually plan it out now. That was we can, we rather than a one night throw it together sort of thing. So yeah, yeah, we'll do the play-by-play live podcast. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Banana Stadium. But yeah, other than that, it's I got nothing else. I'm I'm excited for I'm excited for Cyhawk Week. I'm excited for the shit talking that comes up with this week because it is entertaining. Um, I guess my only advice, don't feed the trolls. Don't be the asshole. Don't encourage the assholes. Don't be that dude that was in Iowa City last weekend that ran up on Indiana fans and was just a prick for no reason. That's my fourth boo. That's my fourth boo. I'm glad you reminded me. Do not be that asshole in Ames because I promise you, the guy who slept Jordan Bohannon was a Cyclones fan. (laughs) Yeah. Aware you are outnumbered at Jack Trice Stadium, my friends. So please yeah. do not. Yeah. You were lucky that you were in Iowa City when you were running your mouth to Indiana. That is right. not the case at College James Day this weekend. Do not embarrass our fans. Do not embarrass yeah. our fans. When sides. you're in James, there is, there is there's somebody better than you, somebody drunker than you. Sometimes it's the same person. Don't start that fight. Don't be you that. Know. Do not be that guy. Just take be it. a good sport. Have fun. Agreed. Support support your universities and have but a good. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. We'll check in next week where. Yes. One of us is probably going to be a lot more excited to record this than the other, and uh, and we'll see what we'll see where we're at. Listen, we're both super excited for next week's episode as well because one of us is going to have a notepad full, and the other one of us is going to be. Like, I don't even want to do this episode. I'm only on this goddamn episode because I have to be. <laughs> uh, yeah. If if I. I hope I don't. If I have to roll into this pissed off, 
three days away from flying to Vegas, I'm going to be super fucking grumpy. So cheer for Iowa State. Please, for the love of God, cheer for Iowa State. He's going to be seven or eight more White Claws closer to a sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs) All right. if, If that's the case, I'll be pushing for Jaeger and Tito's and Bud Light, and we'll just... I'll, I'll start hanging up signs if I have to. We'll live stream the whole fucking thing. I don't care. Shot live from inside a bar. He hasn't left. Since. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, buddy. I'm excited. Well, I mean, we'll obviously be in touch with each other. Yes. Uh, I'm sure most of you know where to find us on Twitter and everything. So, again, let's have a fun week. Let's Let's hope for the best and just Please, I cannot stress it enough. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole.